Hi guys, welcome back to Table for One. Happy Saturday. If you're listening to this on the day it's coming out, um, I'm pretty sure I said that exact same thing last week. But yeah, anyway, welcome back to another episode. I think this is, I want to say episode 12, but maybe not. Um, this week I am going to be talking all about languages, in particular Chinese or Zhongwen, Hanyu, Putonghua, all different Chinese names for Mandarin Chinese. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure my pronunciation was like exactly right then, but I can speak some Chinese. I have actually been doing it for quite a while, so I'd say like I know a fair amount, like intermediate level, um, can definitely hold a convo, although sometimes, you know, I trip up as people do with everything. Um, and I've been learning Chinese for regularly for like five and a half years maybe, but before, I did it on and off for like a few years before that. Um, it started when I was in year eight, which is like intermediate school, um, that's what we call it in New Zealand, so just before you go on to like high school or secondary school or whatever else it's called, um, we had to do a language, in year seven we did German and then year eight we did Mandarin Chinese, and I was like, oh this is kind of fun, like, you know, you're learning the basics, like, ni hao, zaijian, which is like, hello, and goodbye, and like, family, names and to say your name and how old you are you know like the real basic stuff um but I was like oh this is quite cool and then when I went to high school in year nine at high school so the first year you had to do a language at my school and I actually didn't do Chinese then I did French and Latin of all things um because I couldn't for some reason fit Chinese in my timetable with my other options so I didn't do Chinese for about a year um and then I got a tutor at home for probably about a year and that was quite chill but to get me up to speeds to speed with what the school curriculum was doing so then I started at school in year 11 um yeah year 11 yeah I think it was um which is the first year you have like the national examination. So I um, did it, yeah, I, I did start that year. And then kind of just kept going. Like I really enjoyed it. I think I just felt it was really cool to like know how to say things in another language. And I found I was pretty good. Like it wasn't one of those things where I had to slave over for ages, um, which was quite nice. So I just kept it up. And then I got to uni, I was like, no, I do really want to be able to speak this fluently. I think it would be really, really cool. Um, and I also enjoyed, you learn a lot about the culture and like history side of things along the way. So yeah, I just kept going at uni. I've now done it for three years at uni. Um, this is the end of my third year. And I'm actually, I've just finished my last language paper yesterday. Um, was, yeah, I had it my final test for that language paper which is kind of a shame like I wish I could go continue more but they just don't have higher levels at uni which is kind of interesting because I'm definitely not fluent yet um and yeah that's one thing I would definitely say is like for feedback if they could have higher levels would be really good I think
but yeah apart from Chinese I don't speak any other languages I grew up just speaking English that's like you know my parents both of their first languages my mum can speak Welsh um her dad would speak it like my granddad is that's his, it, Welsh is his first language but she doesn't use it much anymore and she never really used it that much with us because so few other people in New Zealand speak it it's not like you know, especially because my dad doesn't speak it wasn't like they were speaking it at home or anything and it's actually not her mother tongue um so you know i know the odd phrase and word um but i would not be able to i don't really understand it at all and couldn't have a conversation which i do think is kind of a shame i've actually tried to learn it on duolingo before but did not get very far um so yeah we'll see maybe in the future you know the other one is te reo maori is an official language of new zealand um it's you know the language spoken by the indigenous people of new zealand but i know a few words like you know say kia ora which is you know a greeting or they used to always say um ayo taringa painted on which is ayo ears painted on and then puku is stomach like i know like very few things um and I think it's because it honestly wasn't that widely used when I was going through primary school and I know that its usage is growing now which is really really grand super important it's like it's honestly such a beautiful language and it obviously it obviously is a really important part of New Zealand culture and you know it's not spoken anywhere else like we need to hold on to this um and it, you know it just shows like I think for a while it was banned to be spoken in schools um and I know Welsh was the same actually it, they just tried to really anglicize um places so they would only allow English to be spoken um and it's just really honestly really lucky that we haven't completely lost it yet so we got to grow it you know and I've definitely seen I think also with, um the growth of social media there's been a much bigger uptake of people speaking today on maori i see tiktoks about it all the time i see instagram posts and reels and stories which i think is really cool um so that i would definitely love to learn that in the future i know there's so many resources i can access and so many classes available so it's definitely on the bucket list um but yeah honestly i think learning another language in general or not being able to speak another language in general is so important and like super valuable and I think almost not enough weight gets placed on it probably because I'm in a you know um very English dominated sorry English speaking dominated society but in saying that New Zealand is such a diverse country Auckland in particular is like an incredibly diverse city so many of my friends have grown up bilingual or with different languages spoken at home than um at school and at their jobs and that kind of thing um and I think in other countries there seems to be almost more of an appetite or it's more the norm to be able to speak more than one language and it just doesn't feel like that's the case in New Zealand. I think, you know, at schools they're often almost become lower priority to things like the sciences and maths and English, um, which is a real shame because being completely practical and almost from a very crude viewpoint I think is the only way I can describe it is that learning another language honestly does open the doors for like job opportunities educational opportunities being able to travel more easily um like I even in, and I've never been to a Chinese speaking country and let alone China itself but um sometimes if I'm at like 
I don't know, a store or when I used to work in retail and I would hear someone else speaking Chinese and if I could say something to them, there was always like, you know, the communication was so much easier and they were always really impressed and like, oh my God, you know, I've had people say, wow, this is going to be so valuable in the future and you're going to go so far and, and I, yeah, they're not wrong, but I never, I personally hasn't, haven't actually learned it for a career reason. Um, I do generally just think it's a really interesting language and it's super cool to be able to communicate in more than one language. Um, and it's really good for your brain. Like you have to use your brain in a completely different way, especially if you're switching between languages, um, you know, having to really rather than just staying in one the whole time. Um, and you're also exposed to a whole new culture. Like I was saying, you learn a whole so much about the culture and history of the country or countries, wherever that language that you're learning is spoken, um, which is super cool. And I think if you've made an effort, even if it's just a few phrases or the real basics, um, and you actually try, it goes such a long way with people for whom it's their mother tongue. Um, and it's kind of like I was saying, you know, if I can hear someone speaking Chinese at, say, work, or I was at a sushi shop the other day, and um, I have been to this one before, and I know that I know that the owners speak Chinese, so I was like, you know, I might as well practice, and I'm not going to be perfect. Um, but they were like, oh wow, like, and they were just, I think, probably surprised because obviously I'm a white girl, but. Um, they just looked really happy as if like, you know, oh, someone's actually trying to communicate with us in our mother tongue when so much of the time it'll be the other way around, like they're having to learn English and um, yeah, I do think this is almost an assumption that from native English speakers and it's not entirely, you know, every individual's fault, like, like I was saying, even learning one of New Zealand's official languages, Māori, has not been really strongly pushed um let alone foreign languages but yeah we can't just assume that everyone's gonna learn english like it's actually a really hard language to learn i feel very lucky to have just grown up speaking it because if you tried to teach me some of the grammar and like all of our what's the word you know where we have multiple words that sound the same but all mean different things um i think it would do my head in so yeah, anyone who's learned English as a second language, honestly, huge kudos to you because it is not easy. Um, but yeah, I think the, the growing of this culture, particularly in New Zealand, that just being able to like pick up a few phrases in another language, you know, do a month-long course, a summer course in Spanish or French or Korean or German or, I don't know, like an African language or Russian or something. I just think that should be more open almost. Um, yeah, obviously we are quite isolated, which maybe hinders things a little bit, but like I said before, we have such a diverse community. Um, I'm sure there'll always be opportunities to practice it. Yeah, so um, with, I guess, Chinese in general, my experience, I, like I said, I really enjoy it. I wouldn't still be doing it if I didn't. Um, I'm learning Mandarin Chinese, which is the most um, widely spoken, I think, in terms of not just 
across the world most people speak it but also i think the numbers of people speaking chinese are more than any of the other chinese languages and yes they are actually different languages in english we tend to call them dialects but i actually had a really interesting lecture about this a couple weeks ago apparently a dialect is where it's mutually intelligible so um different people who speak different dialects can still understand each other for example you know all your different accents in um the UK or Australian English I guess versus American English like you know some words are different and slang can be different and phrases um and obviously the accent is really different but it's still mutually intelligible or maybe like you know Spanish Spanish and South American Spanish that kind of thing but in Chinese they're actually different languages because they're mutually unintelligible so if someone was speaking in um Cantonese to me and I only know Mandarin and they didn't know Mandarin um we can't understand each other and there's so many different languages from all the different areas of China um and Chinese language has also influenced Japanese and Korean languages and Vietnamese as well actually um which is super cool so yeah this i think it's called the sinitic sinitic um language group is actually much bigger than just mandarin chinese which is i think quite a common misconception um but another really cool thing is that the written chinese language is the same apart from there being um simplified characters and traditional characters um they look the same it's written in the same order it's just pronounced completely differently depending on which of the chinese languages you're speaking so whether it's you know mandarin cantonese shanghainese fuzhouhua um they'll all pronounce it the same characters differently um which i guess in some ways is kind of similar to like the again like the accent thing you know how we pronounce things is different to how Americans pronounce things but i think the differences are just much bigger with chinese languages um and also regardless of um sorry not regardless apart from just learning about the culture through you know being told like this different events and watching movies and celebrating different chinese festivals and that kind of thing you actually learn about the culture of a country through the language itself like One thing I find really interesting is that in Chinese a really really common greeting is to ask someone have you eaten or ni chou le ma which is like they're not actually asking oh have you like you know did you eat this morning or this afternoon or this evening or whatever you know like if you haven't let's get some food it's actually like almost that if you've eaten you know you're well or it's actually a way of asking how you are um which I think is really really interesting. Um and a lot of people I know who are um from East Asian cultures like I've had friends who've told me this they do say that food is definitely a love language. Um you know perhaps um their parents cut fruit for them or um maybe still pack their lunches for them or make you know always make their dinners. Um and a lot of people might understand they might think oh you know why would they still do that they're grown up but it's actually a way of showing love um and i think it's probably shown through that greeting as well um additionally chinese doesn't have doesn't distinguish between masculine and feminine in terms of like verbs the way all the romance languages do um 
which I think is quite interesting and I guess could be seen as a more almost um, gender equality in some ways although to be fair in like French or Spanish it doesn't really matter if your table's masculine or feminine to um, for it to affect gender equality but I don't know I just think it's quite interesting and that's also one of the reasons I find Chinese is actually kind of easier than some of the romance languages or other languages because um, you aren't you know don't have all those you have to remember like is it le or la or that kind of thing um, but another really interesting thing is all the different names for um, people especially relatives so you know in English we have grandma grandpa or grandma grandmother grandfather um you know you're just uncle and auntie but and then you know brothers and sisters but in Chinese you have different names for relatives on your dad's side to your mum's side so for example your mum's sister you'd call her something different from your dad's sister and then something different again from your mum's brother's wife and your dad's brother's wife even though in English they would all be auntie um and even with immediate family like older brother is not the same word as younger brother and same with older and younger sister um and I think it really shows the importance of family of like hierarchies and respect in different relationships which is quite a common thing in Confucian societies and a lot of Chinese culture has roots in Confucianism um so I think that's super interesting and that's a huge um, aspect of the culture and history we learn about is Confucianism and it obviously still it like um, manifests in the way the language is designed I guess as well um, people also always ask me if I find Chinese hard honestly I don't so much anymore I think it looks really hard because of the characters and the sounds are quite different from English but um it's, I think it's on way easier than a romance language because the grammar is so much easier. Like I was saying, there's no masculine and feminine. Um, this Almost the words are all like shorter and it just seems it's very logical. I think there's a real pattern to it. And once you learn that pattern, it's easy to just apply it to the new vocab and words and phrases that you learn. Um, the hardest part is probably having to memorize all the characters. There's no alphabet, so you don't just... You can't really guess the sound of something unless you maybe know um, what one part of a character sounds like because characters are made up of different parts called radicals. I won't go into that, it's kind of confusing. Um, but yeah, having to learn characters probably is the hardest thing I've found so far. Um, and tones, because in Mandarin there's four tones. Um, Cantonese I think has like nine, so honestly I just feel lucky I'm not doing Cantonese, but if you say the same word but with completely different tones it can mean completely different things um but generally I guess with context the meaning is like able to be understood so yeah um the other thing I think is probably just a general language learning um issue or obstacle people run into is that native speakers speak so fast and you know they'll drop certain words and use different slang um and endings and it's sometimes I'm like oh my god was that even Chinese but I think it's because I just learned very textbook Chinese that's quite I guess slow and very proper um which is why I think you know being able to 
once you're at a certain level being able to try and speak with locals and native speakers just helps so much um i guess on this along the same lines of that i would love to be fluent fluent in chinese um that's definitely one of the future goals i am doing a virtual exchange um course i guess or program over the summer with a taiwanese university um which i think would be really really cool and i suspect that will help a lot because it's quite intensive like two hour classes every weekday or something um and if it wasn't covered it would have been able to be done in taiwan like you go over for four weeks which would have been so cool but i'm still really grateful i can do it even if it's just online um ideally somehow being able to use that as some part of my job or life whether that's i work in a chinese speaking place um or i use it in my job but not at home or like at home but not in my job that kind of thing um would be really really cool because i think obviously with languages practice is the only way you just keep it up um and i even if i don't live there for a long time i definitely would want to travel to china because as i said i've never been there um and other chinese speaking places as well so yeah i'm tentatively next year hoping to go but i really you know don't want to get my hopes up because covid has obviously thrown off so many plans already but yeah that's kind of the idea just to have it as i guess quite a constant part of my life so that i am fluent in it and can keep it up um is the ultimate goal in terms of other languages, I'm actually kind of keen to learn Spanish. Um, also, obviously, very widely spoken. Um, would it be using a different part of my brain again? Because it's a Romance language, which is very different from a Sinitic language. And maybe Korean. Um, obviously, with the rise of Korean popular culture, with dramas and you know Squid Game and K-pop idols, it's I think it's becoming easier and easier to access um, Korean language learning resources. So that'd be kind of cool, but. Um, I am definitely better at disciplining myself for like a class if you know I have homework or I have to go to this lecture or whatever than um, I guess doing online resources so but you know it's just an excuse like they're always there I can access them whenever I want so it's just myself holding me back at this point I guess um, and of course Te Reo Māori is definitely on there um, yeah I think also if I had kids like I think I'd want to have kids um whatever way shape or form that is but I would love them to be bilingual or multilingual um I always encourage people to take languages at school for as long as they can I just think it there has been studies shown that like your brains do derive a lot of benefit from speaking or knowing or learning another language um you having to switch between them it works something called your executive function and I know nothing about brains or psychology by the way but um I guess it also makes sense because if you think about your having to maybe read something in one language and say it in another you're having to just do that sort of automatically in your brain um which of course is going to work it out in a way that it wouldn't if you're just reading exactly what you're saying in the same language um and I think kids who are raised from birth bilingual or multilingual um particularly have to use their brain in different ways because you're say being told um stop in one language and then stop in a different language and no one's saying okay so this means the same thing you just have to work it out yourself um which totally makes sense so yeah i think 
definitely would that would be a priority for any children I have and whether that means I don't know my partner or um like husband or whatever if they speak another language or maybe I'd live in a non-English speaking country and then speak English at home or just give them send them to classes um whatever yeah I just think it is really beneficial I know I have a like I was saying I've got quite a few bilingual friends and I know they used to grumble or say like when they were younger they hated having to go to extra language classes on the weekends but I think they're all probably pretty grateful for it now um and some of them are saying oh you know I wish I'd done it for longer or I need to pick it up more now but I think even being able to understand it really well and have a pretty good decent grasp of it is really really cool um yeah it's definitely harder to learn a new language when you get older but it can always be done if you have the drive and the what's it where there's a will there's a way so yeah um on that note time to go and start that duolingo streak if you're um doing one or if you needed a little bit of inspiration this is your sign go and start it i'm sure you won't regret it um i hope everyone's doing well and i will talk to you next week oh also follow me on instagram at table on the pod if you want to know when new episodes are being posted yeah bye oh it's